Good morning, good afternoon, and good night. What's up? Greetings, Earthling. What up, what up, what up? And in the demographic I identify They're connected to our president. I think an ignorant voter and a non-voter are one in the same. Who does that? Under, Under his watch. His watch. What know has something, he done bro? about police reform in this country? Nothing. Greetings, Earthlings, and welcome to Unsolicited Genius. I am your curator, Carlton Ennis, and I am with Mr. He'd Rather Thought Provoke You Than Choke You, Craig Lindo. And on today's show, we will talk about the slates for November 8th, the middle of the football season, and the songs that capture our souls. We hope to give you something to ponder. What up, Brother Craig? What is up? What is up? What is up? See, I can't call it. Steal that line from Snoop. I'm trying to stay between sky and earth and not touch dirt. Ooh, that's a classic. I'm there. That's a classic. Where were you when you first heard that Snoop album? Who were you when you first heard that Snoop album? Oh, my God. It was talking about doggy style. I think I was still wearing Malcolm X t-shirts and had a leather medallion around my neck with the red, green, and black Africa cutout. That would have been at Miramar. Cause we was out of middle school. That's high school. So you was rocking that at Miramar. I ain't see you that much. So I don't know how you was, was living. I was just transitioning from that, I think. Yeah. Cause Snoop was 92, 93. Yep. 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 Yeah. I was trusting I was transitioning out of that and, and into musically amongst other things, Jodeci, right. That was part of that little era. That was me trying to, taught my way into Doc Martens to rock some <laughs> Doc Martin boots, right? Like I wanted black jeans like Buckshock Shorty, Black so you, Moon. You, like I was, I was what I thought was a typical whatever at that time. So you remember where I couldn't tell you what I was wearing. Cause you know, I, I think at this point we were in high school. So for me, it was about, you know, clothes had kind of settled. It mattered, but yeah. it wasn't as pertinent. I think sneakers mattered, but I remember my memory of playing that Snoop album for the first time after, you know, Chronic, which I think is the greatest hip hop album ever made. I just felt like music, hip hop could never be defeated, right? Like I just felt like to be Snoop, the way he landed on the scene with a deep cover soundtrack and then the Chronic, and then he came out with Doggy Style. It was like, yo, this music, you know, music, hip hop is forever. Yeah. Hip hop is forever. as far as where I was, I could tell you a general place like in life that was because I had always been the oddball listening to West Coast stuff even before then, kind of was this group called 187. I was I was going hard on them. The DOC, I probably had two copies of that cassette. DOC. Because I, I, I played the first <laughs> DOC till it popped. Right. And notice yeah, that I'm DOC saying cassette. was live. That yeah. DOC was live. You know okay. what I mean? Um, easy to say, NWA. Like, I think Souls of Mischief might have came shortly after that, or right around okay. that time. I started to hear you, them. You, about that. I, I hadn't heard that in a long time. So yeah, you was on that West Coast, but all right, we digressed too early in the show. This is how we chilled right, from ninety three. We digressed. Till. We digressed too early in the show, but all right. So today is November seventh. I have on my Go Vote shirt. That's what we'll call it. Election day tomorrow election or 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 not elect yeah 
election yeah. vote, voting day tomorrow, Mid-terms. right? Midterm elections tomorrow. And if you turn on your television, whatever network that you watch, Fox, CNN, NBC, Spectrum, BBC, they'll tell you that a lot is at stake. I voted early. You can share whether you did or didn't. I'll leave that up to you. But with the thought of so much being at stake, how are you viewing whatever happens after tomorrow? I am interested in a few things. One is with recent history and attempted coups and the failure to respect the electoral process, I am wondering if slash where will we see more of that tomorrow? Because there are people that kind of saw the recently attempted soft core coup as something that, oh, he came close. If we just do this and this and this, we'll get it next time. Like there's some people that take that outlook. So I am actually most curious about seeing how some of these people handle losing. Okay, I was tracking one direction, but what you're saying is for those that lose, in particular on the side that doesn't handle losing well, you wonder where the arguments, the protests, the it wasn't done Mm -hmm. right, the legality challenges, all that stuff will rear its head after tomorrow at some, you know, it may start tomorrow, but yeah okay yeah that that one and being in a state where there was clear last minute redlining and gerrymandering i wanted to see how that impacts the election and hear how the stories come out because i'm sure it didn't just only happen here yeah no no doubt you know that's insightful and i think that is something to factor in clearly it doesn't dictate how anybody votes so if you hear us tonight please show up people die for this right And don't do it because they died. Do it because it matters. It's not the only thing that matters. We've talked about it several times on this show. There's money, there's lobbyists, there's other things, the redlining and how it's impacted what we're doing. But all that don't matter if nobody show up. So at minimum, go out and vote. But I guess for me, what resonates on my side, you know, I'm in Texas and we have the gubernatorial race taking place between current governor Greg Abbott and Beto O'Rourke. O'Rourke. And it don't look good. I find it so interesting as I watch the commercials and the different ads that talk about that just add stuff to it. You know what I mean? Like it's not, you know, it's like these constant untruths. Like it's one thing, well, not even one thing. We already know they lie and mislead when you interview them. We already know there's manipulation within Congress or, you know, the, whether national or, or state government buildings where they vote, there's lying, manipulation, yeah. all those things happening. But when I'm just kicking it, trying to watch the game, kicking it, watching Bob's Burger or whatever I'm doing and these commercials come in, it's like they continue to perpetuate farce. They continue to perpetuate lies and manipulation. And it is such a game that's being played with people's lives you know in texas snowpocalypse the grid failed the electrical grid failed Mm. and people died texas leads the country in school shootings children are dying some of the harshest toughest abortion laws are in texas but 
they maintain that farce through the lies. You know, to watch Governor Abbott talk anything about real facts, talk about real, talk about reality, it's a constant manipulation. And it's so, for me, it's so obvious because him and his counterparts, Ted Cruz, all these other folks, they do and say the same thing. And so it doesn't look good in terms of Beto or versus Abbott. It's leaning all the early vote signs point to exit Abbott. polling exit polling point to Abbott but for me it's it's the outcome because that means Texas will continue to be led in this particular direction one of the concerns more nationwide but true in Texas is where where you have the governor races the Supreme Court is looking at giving the states more power over the elections. And so to your point, when we have an attempted coup at the Capitol, or is attempted or did, but the shenanigans that happened at the Capitol, abortion being undone, violence, gun rights, gun rules, regulations, all those things aren't in place, haven't been in place. And if get reelected, what's the motivation to put them in place? So for me, you know, I'm not doom and gloom in terms of the future of the country, whether I'm being naive or not. But basically, it's it's like this game that's being played with people's lives. And I voted, but I still feel like I'm uh, almost in, in victim mode, sitting and waiting to watch the shenanigans unfold with nothing to do to stop it, except, you know, hop on the podcast and talk about it and you know, maybe one day these words will influence, you know, somebody to go, you know, do some things different where they can. I mean, at least one of the candidates in your state is running for governor to be governor. We, <laughs> neither one, well, ours is only running to governor to run for president. And you know oh, what I'm saying? Man. He only wants to be governor to be president. And like, so we don't, I don't like any of our options. I don't like either one. Neither one's a step forward. Neither one of them has ever genuinely, in my opinion, served any demographic I identify with. No demographic that I identify with has been served by either of these individuals consistently and fairly over the years. And speak in terms of misrepresentation. Yes. I remember one of the first things I learned when I came here was about how Manhattan was acquired from the indigenous people. They don't tell the same story about 24 trinkets and all that anymore. But basically, the summary of it is they knew they were hustling the indigenous people out of that land. And it's kind of been always a part of the fabric, right? What I realized in America in recent years, one, the justice system, judicial system, is not about right or wrong, it's who has the better lawyer. Two, it is no way illegal in any way, shape or form to tell a lie, especially to the American public. It's not. Lawmakers regulate companies from doing it, right? In terms of advertising and they find way around, ways around it with clever wordplay and great copywriting for their advertising and marketing schemes. That same skill of, you know, lying by omission or drawing fake 
fake parallels or using logic that sounds good lyrically, but doesn't add up literally. Those are all commonplace in the United States of America political sphere. It is totally built on marketing and creatively selling you a package that we know you're too lazy to go on research. I'm sorry, I've been in K through 12 education for 21 consecutive years. There's one thing I know from the sample size is that nine out of every 10 people in the population won't go home and read anything. Right, right. And, and it's safe Nothing. to say that our decision makers, our policy makers know that as well. Know that and weaponize it. The whole, the whole adage, it is not about you want to hide a secret. Some people have racialized this, but if you want to hide something, put it in the book. I don't think right. that's racialized. I've seen that through my life experience 44 times around the planet and through my 21 consecutive K through 12 classroom openings. Nine out of every 10 people no matter the age, is lazy as Friday. They're not going to read up or follow up. Research is asking somebody smarter than them. Research is Google. Research is YouTube. Most of the people don't even realize that same subject you typed in on Google, you could actually go a little bit below and look and click journal. And actually what you're researching might actually come from journals, scientific journals. But most people don't even go that far. They're not even aware of that But it is totally weaponized. There is no punishment for lying to the public unless you're a corporation lying in your advertisement. But then the, the, the government openly, consistently to this very moment turns their blind eye to lies by omission and other lies by those same people selling stuff to you, whether it's a product or a policy in terms of American government. The most skilled argument or liar will win, not necessarily best product, not necessarily best policy. And, you know, the more stressed out the population is, the less research they're going to do anyway. So with all the strenuous things taking place on the population, politically speaking, for as much access as we have to information, no other generation in eons has had this much access to the world's information. Yet, in many ways, we're the dumbest fucking generation since before Abraham. That's a long ways back. So tomorrow, a lot more people vote. So let's pretend a lot of people voting tomorrow watching us right now. Mm. We are here to tell you to vote Democrat or Republican. You got to vote your heart. You got to vote your beliefs. But, you know, unsolicited genius, what unsolicited advice would you have to offer to tomorrow's voter? Mm, part of it, you might not really agree with me, Carlton. You sure you want me to answer? Yeah, man, go ahead. All right. We're not a um, monolith. I think an ignorant voter and a non-voter are one and the same. If you are yeah. totally ignorant to everything on that ballot, I'm not one of the people that will tell you vote anyway. You know something. Know something. Okay. Um, right. And my thing is, if you are currently somebody that is always voting along party lines, I would encourage you to explore a philosophy of policy over party. Unless you've been jumped in and given a check, don't be so gang-gang about it. That's fair. That's fair. 
Yeah, you know, I, I encourage people to vote. I think you're right in the sense that there is there's challenges with an uninformed voter and a you know in comparison to a non-voter. I've I've heard perspective that says that you know everybody shouldn't just be able to vote. We have to show, take a test, prove some citizenship, prove some knowledge, prove some understanding, and then I've heard the converse. That talks about how much had been done over the course of American history to restrict voting rights, right? So, you know, I, I can get on board with not preventing people to vote if they don't know what they're doing, but it is I a personal choice know, to me. Like, if I don't know, so I'll skip that on the ballot. Yeah, yeah. That I, right? I'm, I'm, and I'm, I'm, I'm with years you. where I'm like, all right, look, I know nothing. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. I'm not going. Mm -hmm. So I, I think for me, my advice is to realize that your work doesn't stop at tomorrow's vote. Granted, in two years, we'll be electing another president. But regardless, you know, what I would like to challenge folks to do is take an assessment of where you are. As a life coach, I work with some of my clients on the wheel of life, you know, finances, spirituality, health, relationships, just, you know, your overall holistic well-being. Take an assessment, rate it, you know, scale of one to 10. One sucks, 10 is great, right? Understand where you are. And over the course of these two years, assess where you are as it is being impacted by the lawmakers. And so maybe one side is right. Maybe one side is wrong. Maybe one side can do better. Maybe both sides are, are, are missing the point. But they all got on stage. They all got these commercials. They all are in your inboxes, in your inputs, wherever they can get to, telling you what they will and won't do, telling you what's wrong with the other side. So mm -hmm. hold them accountable. If they say they're going to do it, Governor Abbott, protect the children in the schools. Like mm -hmm. his response to everything is more guns. And that is not our savior. You know, taxes, the housing in Texas is horrific. The homeless is growing throughout major cities in the state. So he say he's a great man. He say he do great things. He say he cares about the great state of Texas and all of its citizenship. So let him prove it. You know, he'd been talking to talk for eight years. I don't necessarily think he's proved it. There were there were better times. I've been here for a long time. But, you know, hold them accountable. Florida, Texas, Georgia. Where are some other tight races? Arizona, Wisconsin. Arizona. You know, these things, they're going to play out tomorrow one way or the other. Not much me and Craig going to do between now and tomorrow night that shifts the trajectory of what's already set in place. But after tomorrow, whoever you voted for, check some boxes. Yeah. See how you're doing financially. See what your I, tax bill is a year from now. But hold them accountable. Do your self-assessment and see what it looks like two years from now. And then use that information to vote either the same or as Craig saying, open and expand. Know what you're talking about. Know what you're doing. Know who they are and vote accordingly. You know what I'm now I was saying you you shout out to you. You gave them a little bit of that life coaching for free. Next time y'all gonna get charged for that. But you need to put the, the, the PayPal or something <laughs> at the bottom. Yeah, right? <laughs> Some advice comes after a paywall, right? It's hard to keep up. You know, it's hard to keep up on your household and then keep up on every, you know, how many days does Rubio actually show up to work? Because it'd probably be easier to keep up on how often he shows up because how often he misses is such an exorbitant number. Or 
or um, listen, listening to this guy brag about how he gave teachers raises. Hey, yo, it was less than 1%. He's bragging about that. And that was we talking about the Santos, right? Just for, yeah. clear, for yeah, clarification. Yeah, yeah, okay. yeah. Both of them lying and, you know, or even how they created, essentially, he copycatted because he heard about what's going on with CRT over there. Have I mentioned I've been in the classroom 21 years? We've never had a maybe. conversation about CRT until DeSantis decided he wanted to run for governor in the state of Florida. That was not an issue in the state of Florida ever until he heard, oh, well, let me show off for the Texas voters to show them I'm a tough guy over here myself. That has nothing to do with Florida. It's never been an issue in Florida. Never, yeah. ever. Still isn't. Well, you know, the fact that he's wanting to be president has him in the radar of Donald Trump. And so he calls him Ron the Sanctimonious. I thought that was hilarious. So, yeah, yeah, the Sanctimonious gay y'all 1%, huh? Less, Less than, than 1%. Less it than was, 1%. Yes, it was zero point something percent raise. Mm. All right. No, he didn't make us amongst the highest paid teachers in the country at all. Like, he made the floor more recognizable as far as your entry point you're we're still nowhere near we're still nowhere near the middle hmm. like it's, teachers it's, teachers what? teachers we probably need to do an episode just to let some teachers talk about it right put that on the yeah, back I, I, producer I, I in the sky you know it's a <laughs> lot of people you know i have teachers friends you mow some others you know in and out mm -hmm. all areas of my life but, you know, there are a lot of people that speak on behalf of teachers. And I think, you know, teachers, physicians, there's certain people across industry that are heavily impacted by lawmakers and so many people, whether it's the lawmakers, media or the casual citizens. Lobbyists. On behalf. Lobbyists. So, you know, I, I, it might be an idea. All right. Lobbyist, so go ahead. Go ahead. No, I'm saying even the lobbyist thing even impacts us, and even, even right down to agreeing on and what companies and da 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 in terms of just getting an, a, a textbook, they impact everything. All right, well, we talk money, right? So let's talk about some money makers, Kanye yeah. and Kyrie, all right? Mm. Two mm. highly paid individuals, I ain't hating, go get what you could get, but they are both in the news and they both managed to offend the Jews. So, all that said, my question to start with the discussion, Kanye and Kyrie, and you can pick whoever you want, genius or nah? Ye is potentially a musical genius, socially, but even then, full clarity. I still haven't heard Donda. I'm not even interested <laughs> in it. I haven't Why are you been not interested? hardcore. I, like, I've... I'm not one of the people that just recently kind of lost the stomach for him. After okay. graduation, I barely listened to the guy except for when he's featured. Socially, okay. he's an irritant to me in certain respects just because oh, I could hear the genius points, but some of the delivery methods and choices. And I mean, there's always people that are attracted to that much mess. He was around a Rockefeller mess. He was He's always around some mess. He's around a Kardashian mess. Like, I know these women will never, ever, ever, ever look for my page, but they're all blocked. I'm not, I have no interest in seeing them even on social media. So there's like, I've 
as far as the social half of Kanye, I'd been taking step backs for years. I've had to try and catch up on some of his social blunders in the last few weeks because it's become such a storm of poo-poo. You know what I'm saying? Like, I just, it's been so wild that I have to try and catch up. But musically, I can make the argument that he's a genius. Socially, he's around so many messes. In terms of this recent stuff, focusing on the overlap between him and Kyrie, it's, they don't have, look, look, he's been saying, both of them have been saying quote, unquote, crazy things for years. But there is one or two, or there are, or maybe there is a short list of overlapping points that they made in reference to their own genealogical past. And that's what's pissed everybody off. It's not the link that he tweeted. It's an Amazon link, bro. It was Jeff really, Bezos. It's an like, it, it's, it's Amazon movie that's available on Amazon. What's up? I said Jeff Bezos Jewish, right? Not that he has exactly. say so of you know every like, aspect of it, but point received. And then, exactly. And as somebody that has, you know, I, I, I know some people don't think it, it's useful, but I I read Mind Kampf or read through Mind Kampf. There's genius in it. Do I agree with the philosophy of the authors or whatever? You could have something that is academically put together in a sound coherent way and it still be offensive. That is part of the fundamental. When I came to this country, I was told that the fundamental principle of free speech is I might not like what you say. I might not agree with what you say, but I will defend your right to say it. Part A. Have, have I heard Kanye say something directly offensive? I Maybe I've missed one of those clips. I don't know about that, but I do think that what is being reacted to is, you know, making reference to the possibility that and people that originated in, in the African continent, that region, the subcontinent, et cetera, that some of the people of a particular faith could have been melanated like me. It stands to reason if, if everywhere you go on the planet, aboriginals are melanated, and this is one of the oldest fates and all this, like there's to, to think that it's not possible for the ancient Hebrews to be melanated is ridiculous. And speaking of the semantical argument, there's difference between ancient Hebrew, Jew and Jewish. And it's not lost on me, you know, suffixes. So I don't know. I just think because he made a claim that is based in a genealogical identity and he looks a certain way, I think that's why the two of them are getting fried. It's sad that Kyrie has to lose his basketball career over it, but just like that, he won't be the first basketball player. I don't even think they're gonna offer him another contract. I think he's done. So I'll start, I'll start with Kyrie and then go to Kanye. You know, Kyrie was done a long time ago. I think at whatever point, Basketball didn't matter as much as some of these other things. And I can't begin to, you know, know what they are. But at the end of the day, you know, this season, let's see, right? This season's new. But in the past, what, four or five seasons, dude ain't been on the court, right? He ain't, he has not showed up. He plays a couple games here and there. He pisses teammates off. Boston said he wasn't a good leader, et cetera, et cetera, et cetera, right? So I think career wise, Kyrie was always was already making his bed. Now the 
thought leader that he is wanting to be lacks for a little bit because for me it's hard for me to move away the whole flat the earth was flat thing and I don't recall him coming out to say I was just playing y'all you know I, I can't imagine that he believes that the earth is flat but he still put it out there and he talks and challenges and questions which you should but you know it's one thing for a thought seeking knowledge seeking individual to you know to thrive to attain knowledge to share and enlighten and it's another thing to have a five-year-old dad what about that what about mom what about what about what about right and I feel like Kyrie exhibits just a lack of and, and when he gets called out on it he gets mad you know he had the whole call of duty thing a couple you know sometime earlier this year last year where he was playing his video game and was recording you know messages on social media about the people hating on him and this that or the other so it's like where content there's overlap you know the, the Jewish dynamic different statements so to speak between Kyrie and and Kanye but where I think where I see the overlap is their want to say whatever they want to say but then when it comes back to them they want to play victim people against them it's it's me against the world it's y'all don't get me y'all don't understand me but dude what you're saying don't make sense and so when you know I look at Kanye I've listened through Donda I'm not a fan of Donda but there are some tracks that you know, resonate, you know, he came out with another dish and put the song with three stacks on it. So, and I've heard his features. He got a track with game at easy where he dissed, you know, Kim's new boyfriend. Um, yeah. Yeah, yeah. You know, so when it comes to music, you know, I don't have to like every album, but I think he has demonstrated what his genius is, what his strength is. And, and to me, Musically, he's probably like to experiment. I feel like on Donda, it was his, it was an effort to try to bring in, you know, the new school sound. He had, you know, a couple of the babies, little baby, the baby, one of them was on there. You know, he had, you can hear, you know, some mumbling, some just different rhythm and flows to the rap, which, you know, as a creator, have your way with that. But again, it's, where does the genius, where does the brilliance lie? We, you and me, we got our podcast. We're not going to anybody's emergency room trying to perform no surgery. I am not going into a classroom trying to teach anybody K through 12. You are not stepping foot onto a lacrosse field to try to show what you can do. Your genius lies in particular spaces. Your genius lies in the lanes in which you've been gifted. And it don't have to be one lane. It could be multiple. But telling me how to live my life, Kyrie, Kanye, that ain't where you are. See, and I don't see them doing that. And I'm from all I've gathered, Twitter and the stuff that I've run into, I don't see them trying to tell me how to live their lives. And honestly, I don't want him to walk back his words, even his words around the earth being flat, especially if it's a bunch of Bible thumping Christians that want to tell you, believe every word in the Bible. In the Bible, it tells you the world is flat anyway. So like, there's that. Like, I don't 
I don't want him to walk back that. I don't, I don't think he's telling me how to live his, I don't see him telling me how to live his life, how to live my life. I don't, I don't know if I agree with that state. I, he's, he's expressing his opinions. It doesn't change my direct deposit. I don't care if he has his opinions. Matter of fact, I have a policy that I would never buy a jersey of, of, of a player younger than me, right? That just Why is that awful. your policy? It just seems a little bit like Dick Ryder-ish. I can't, I just don't see myself. The only exception I really like, Kobe's a couple months younger, technically the same age. But outside of that, I can't see it happening. But I kind of see this thing with him going so far left, I might get a Kyrie jersey. Because I think they're over, he made his opinion, fine. You don't have to agree with it, fine. I don't think we cut his livelihood off because he identifies genetically in ancient history as a Hebrew or so, Israelite. Okay. Like so I'm not I, cutting him off I, for that. I hear you. And, and, and you know, there's, this there's, it's layered, right? The suspension too is ridiculous, right? I don't, I'm not. He didn't I'm not advocate him. what I'm speaking to. I'm not advocating that he be suspended or you know what have you. I'm not. Canceled. That's not where I'm going. Yeah. But where I where I'm going and you know whether he's intending to you know tell anybody how to live their life, it's the push. It's the challenge. It's the the articulation. The the method at which he chooses to share his opinion is done in such a way that it is received general population about this is the way to see think and be now how you choose like i'm with you neither one dictates how i live my life yeah the reason we're talking about them is they're in the media they're on tv it's on it's all throughout my feeds and i think for me my frustration is that i want Kyrie to be able to you know be a great athlete and if you have thoughts opinions that's what you're supposed to share but when it comes back to you when it's disagreed or offenses are taken or you get called out for what you said there's this tendency there's this track to play victim and that's where I'm like come on man you know your former say it on it or say it on it or don't say it but if you say it and it come back to you it's not the world hating on you. Go ahead. I hear that. But in, think about it. He's just he's just been through an era where he watched somebody be vile, offensive, become president, never apologize for it, try to <laughs> try try to launch a coup, still ain't apologized yeah. for it, and might get yeah. reelected. The fuck you asking him well, for a five for? He he no, no, that's fair. If yeah, and, go, and, go and, get him from Trump. This is me and you go talking. Get him from 45. This is me and you talking. I've never had a conversation with Kyrie. I've never had a conversation with Kanye. And if that's how they, you know, if that's what they see and they say he did it, I could do it too. Hey, go get that. But I too take issue with President Trump in a lot of the things that he says and the way he says it. And, and I guess for me, as I'm, as I'm talking to you, the thing that, the theme for me is the manipulation the manipulation of the people which contributes to people climbing the walls in Washington, D.C. and the Capitol building predicated on some shenanigans. So in earlier points, people responsible for themselves, right? So 
who am I to take issue with anybody, right? They're grown ass people that chose to climb that wall. But as I react and respond to what I see, I think that's the undertone to which I feel agitation and frustration. You what something? has more value to you? Seeing Kanye and Kyrie get this little pow pow and cancellation or publicizing Epstein's client list? The lot clients. I'm not. I'm. I'm not suggesting any of them get way canceled, more value right? than me. I'm just. Yeah. No. Nah, yeah. <laughs> How do you see that, that list? Let's see that list. But don't. Hey, man. Don't get us caught up because you know that's that that. That's why I think that, this uh, list is like that. <laughs> I think. I think they're sitting. Don't get us. There are people up. currently sitting in seats of power. Oh, that would, please. That it would top, and I think that's a big part of the reason why. Why. Yep. What's why? Big part of the reason what? Why? why? Why you've heard between um, uh, Maxwell and Epstein, why that was executed the way it was for the network and circles that they run in, for those names not to come out, that lets you know how many of them have enough power to, to make sure their name doesn't come out or they're having the power that in some way to influence that their name doesn't come up. I think yeah. that says something. No, right. What do we know? What do we know? No, no. Right. But if you use your deduction, Watson, you can draw some very, very specific conclusions. Logic and reason transfers across industry. If you're capable of logic and reason in one area, you're capable of logic and reason in the other. Barring understanding jargon, right? Vocabulary. But I didn't bring that up to get us astray. I'm just saying as far as the value for me, I'd rather see pow pows and punishments handed out on that than, oh, what, Ye went on drink champs and <laughs> ran his mouth. But he's been talking yeah. reckless for years. He went That's on fair. stage and, and, and damn near indicted other artists for being mobsters, like on stage. Like this dude is different. Yeah, I've never been socially a fan of either one of these guys. Kyrie is in one of my top four to watch, but I've never answered the question, would you start a franchise? He was never my answer on any in any conversation, no matter the state of sobriety. Yeah, well, you know, I, I guess to sum it up, to, let's be clear, right? I ain't advocating for no punishment in shape or form for them saying what they want to say. You know, if Adidas and all these other folks choose to, you know, take sponsorship or arrangements, relationships, Kyrie and Nike, you know, it's a capitalistic society in which we live. They have a right to do what they want to. They got shareholders. They exactly. got, you know, people that they're accountable to. I think for me, because they bring value in their craft, Kyrie, basketball, Kanye, music, fashion, some other areas. You know, they bring value in their craft and they do have value in some of the things they say. It's not like, and I think that's part of the, the, the confusion, the manipulation. There is validity to Kyrie's diving into ethnicity, the skin tone of our history, knowing how much gets whitewashed. Because regardless of what we know or don't know, the stories as they exist in Hebrew history the characters involved ain't European, right? They're not from the far <clears throat> north, right? So, but the other stuff 
on top of that, the, the antics, the, the, the shenanigans that come into it, Kanye and his ex-wife, Kanye threatening the boyfriend, Kanye saying slaves had a choice, all those things, like, that's noise, dude. And so if I had a preference, it wouldn't be there. It's not up to me. And so kind of like everything else, it's to me, to any other person, to our audience, is hear them out offer empathy neither none of us are here to judge it's okay if you get agitated because you know stuff here you see you hear you take it in but go seek your knowledge go go like craig said even if you google it hit the journal you know dig deeper go to the bookstore go to the library and, and, and allow yourself to understand your history you know with prt they're not going to teach it to the kids but there's things on, on TV. There's a PBS special. I'm a misquoted. I'll get the name right before the show ends, but it's related to, you know, hearing it through the grapevine and just how much of our history as Blacks in this country gets lost, but is, is in every aspect of society as it exists today. Like those are the things that- And you're that, told there's something else. Those are the things we should be seeking. That's the knowledge that I want, you know, I would love for us to exchange. But, you know, we are where we are. By the way, Zion gonna, gonna catch a charge. He out here bullying. On the court or in-, yeah. in on the on court. The court. Like, he, like, you're supposed to take the ball, but, you know, you, you could let the defender keep his arm. Well, you All gotta right, stay go. healthy, so we'll <laughs> see. But on that note, we'll take a break and come back and talk about some sports. Wherever we are, Instagram, Facebook, YouTube, like, if it's something to be liked, subscribe if it's something to be subscribed to, and follow. Um, that's how we grow our reach, that's how we grow our brand. All right. Welcome back, everybody. This is Unsolicited Genius. I'm your curator, Carlton Ennis, co-host Craig Lindo. Take a minute to give a shout out to our boy, Mo. He has family stuff going on today. So I'm love sending you, him some love, business. send him some prayers. Pray for him. Pray for his fam. Hope all is well very, very soon. All right. What in the sports, Mr. Lindo? What in the sports? What in the sports? So... oh. I love we, the fall. We left talking about Zion. So you want to hop in NBA? What you saying so far besides your Lakers suck bizzles? Oh, Lord. Okay. Besides that. <laughs> it, it, you know, and when, when you're living on the East Coast and you're the fan of a West Coast team, it hurts extra to stay up late to watch <laughs> them suck. It's a different kind mm. of pain, my guy. Mm. It's a different kind of pain. But you know what brings me comfort? I, I watched the Hurricanes get mollywhopped by FSU this past weekend. So, I mean, not like I like either team, but neither one are the Gators. So, whatever, right? So, I, I'm finding victories other places in the sports world to compensate for my struggling Lakers. You know what I'm saying? I love this time of year anyway, even though my Lakers are less than par because you got... 
basketball going on, pro football, college football, and college basketball. Oh, I mean, it's just it's just, just that time of year. I it's a good it. time of year. No, I, I agree with you. When when I like when basketball gets started, like in October, because then that means you know Thursday. Thursday, Friday, Saturday, Sunday, football, Monday, football, Tuesday, Wednesday, I could fill the void with basketball. So it's like I'm in I'm in the sports flow. You know what I mean? So I this is I enjoy this time of year for sure. A one. But as far as like direct observations, right now, you know it's early in the NBA. I'm actually kind of impressed with I don't know if impressed is the right word I'm fascinated with the youngest ball brother in Charlotte Charlotte yeah yeah I don't know as far as a team I can't make any bold team predictions he's become one of my favorites to watch on an individual level as far as on the group level I didn't think that Miami Heat would age this quickly the Nets that's the basketball version of a housewife reality show. Like, <laughs> that's like, a good comparison. I don't know. No, I, I, um, the heat is it, hard because I was just having this conversation. I feel like they held on to the magic that was created in the bubble because it's, it's very much the same team, some nuanced difference here and there. But, you know, that was what? three years ago, two years ago now, or 2019 to 2020, you know, so that's three seasons ago, basically. And Jimmy Butler ain't got no younger. Bam hasn't had that, you know, that shift in, you know, skill set. So the Bam we have is the Bam we're going to get. I know Tyler Hero, you know, had an improvement from the previous season, the last season. His star power grew a little bit coming off the bench but I think we know unless something happens which is always possible but this is the Tyler we're gonna get and so you see it on the court like they not you know last year they were they was killing it this year to start the season they ain't and I don't see where it's gonna come from one aging athletically happens so fast that's one thing two Okay, as far as specific personnel, I, I respect heat culture and some of the aspects that they do with the body fat thing and all the other stuff that they do. That's great. But here are the points on some specific players. One, Hero's lack of defense, it kind of cancels out his offense. True that. To me. I'll take that. Uh, Jimmy is a very good player, but he is not the him that I think Pat Riley and the Heat thought that they would be getting, right? He was always uh, a number two at most. You know, he plays his ass off. He tries his damnness to be a number one. He, he got but that, and he got the number to one. Me, he's kind a, of killing he got a number one mindset, but to me, he's a number two skill. The, the guys that created for themselves last year, which got him eliminated, what happened last year, my observation was, People realize, hey, all heat offense comes from turnovers and rebounds, comes from fast breaks generated by their defense. If you just don't turn the ball over, they be responsible. Be responsible. And that's and and keep them off the boards if you can. And that so to talk heat, 
what I don't like is Boston look good, Philly look good, and Milwaukee is killing it. So, you know, you got ain't no space on the for Udoka us in the thing in Boston? Huh? You want to talk you about that? You got thoughts on the Udoka thing in Boston? Oh, man, it's, you know, it's kind of like everything else. Shenanigans, right? Like, you know, what he did, Neil Long, employee relationship, all that stuff. Yeah. You know, rules is rules. Honor is honor. Right. And so he violated both of those, you know, to fire him, you know, all that stuff. For me, my reaction at the time was, you know, fine. Okay. Bosses say if you co-mingle with your co-workers, you got to go or suspension, what have you. Right. That's their rule. It don't make sense to me that that even be a rule when you have NBA leagues where you know where that same rule doesn't exist. You know, it's co-mingling going on. Right. That's just human nature. But in this situation, the Boston Celtics decide that that's their rule. And in following their rule, they put the coach's business on blast, right? So I didn't like that, but what it is what it is. So now he's suspended. I was like, just fire him, get rid, you know, let him go get a job. And then they're talking about him going to Brooklyn. And so I thought that was quick one but two from what i heard that he could do that based on the agreement or the arrangement with boston but i didn't dive into it in the last day or two but it seems like that may not be happening because it's not a done deal so i don't you know that's kind of the extent of my reaction to that you know it's unfortunate that he allowed himself to get caught up in all that stuff. I think he was doing great things with this team and could have built a, you know, a legacy at, at, at a historical franchise. But balling. what are your thoughts? They were balling. He was doing amazing. Okay. With all the mess that's going on, remove the mess and just think what we saw him do as a coach basketball-wise last year and then I do think if given the chance he'd make an incredible positive impact in, in, Brooklyn. in Brooklyn yeah in addition to that I wasn't sure exactly all of the reasons KD had them on the list when he was demanding a trade but now I'm wondering if being able to work with Udoka was one of the reasons why he put that would make Boston sense. on the list, right? It is It is not weird to find out players like playing for former players. Not that Steve Nash is not a former player, but I don't think he... He was figuratively castrated when Kyrie came out and said, we don't need a coach, me and da-da-da-da-da. And you know what? They played like they, they got everything they deserved and what they asked for. Yeah. Yeah. He, yeah, yeah, yeah. he undervalued the coach. And since then, he, he's what has he done? Right. So I'm all for that. I didn't like the cat, the, the figurative castrating of the coach by him. Another one of those things that made me less of a fan, so to speak, of the player. Again, nice to watch, but I could do that with the sound. Yeah, his, his skills is unmatched, really. He's out of there. This same team that you see me talking about here earlier this evening, though. Just on the quick switch, Pelican. that's the last one on the list about, that I'm curious about because I like the pieces they have in New Orleans. I'm curious to see how they put it together. You and, know, and out the West, for me, I'm eyeballing the Pelicans, the Grizzlies, 
And I want Chris Paul to get one, man. I want I want Chris Paul to get one. A lot of perspective curious, about him as a person player. Yeah, a lot of perspective on him, person player, you know, probably all deserve again opinion across the board. But mm-hmm. just knowing the effort, his commitment to the game of basketball, what he's done, the the craft at which he's mastered, the style of play. You know, I, I get to the point where even, you know love don't love an individual that when they they've contributed to the sport i like to see them get a range to say so that they get one like the patriots right back when randy you've Moss always was with been a team. far more involved brother than i am man <laughs> you know You're when even when when the patriots played my giants that first time in the super bowl my consolation prize had it not gone our way would have been randy moss getting him a ring just you know because i value what he gave to the game but as a heat fan i could give two tears in the bucket about brooklyn being successful right mm. that's just more competition in the way yeah hurt. but as a sports fan i would be very curious to see what what the coach would do what Udoka could bring but my question maybe you know is it going to happen or is that just off the table at this point I think with the mess that's going on I think it I think more than one person realizes it, it could be a good basketball fit I just don't see it happening in the near future with all the mess going on around mm, okay okay one Udoka got his own mess two Brooklyn got their own mess I mean it's kind of like a, 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 that would be like the equivalent of a housewife's crossover, right? The housewives <laughs> of LA meet the housewives of Atlanta. Like, I don't watch know. none of them, but I, I would imagine that they've done it. Have oh, they I'm, not? I'm talking all this crap like have I know not? what goes on on them. I'm just talking crap. Somebody's going to be not? mad at me. Yeah, stop judging them housewives, man. They they mean a lot to a lot of people. <laughs> yeah, but look, I mean, it's, I, mean I, I crack my jokes, but I see one or two pitches. She could slide to DMs. Oh, one of the housewives. There's, there's a few of them. It's not, yeah, like I talk my, I, I talk all this trash, but it's not like, it's not like I've never seen a, a screen or, or, or something like, oh, what's that? Like, I mean, sure, whatever. You can't win I'm the game if you don't too. shoot your shot. You can't win the game if you don't shoot your shot. So, shoot or you know, shoot. I won't, you know, hey, I'll be on the reality show, man. That just get a podcast more publicity, man. Go do your thing. <laughs> you, you got yeah, some swag. I'm probably past that age. <laughs> All right, so let's talk NFL. So NBA still early, NFL pretty much at its halfway point. It's you know 17 games now, so what's half? 8.5, something like that. So what me and Mo tend to do is go by conference. If you would humor me, I'm gonna go by conference, kind of you know share my thoughts, perspective. My fantasy football team is is doing relatively well, so I feel like I have some credibility. I came in third last year. I have some credibility to speak on these things. All right, so I'm gonna go in order. AFC East, interesting, very interesting. I think playoff picture, Patriots side. Well, let me say it differently. Buffalo should make the playoffs. Buffalo should win the division, but the Jets and the Dolphins are not going to make it easy. Both of them have already beat Buffalo. So that's going to be a tough one. The AFC East, the NFC East will come back too, but the AFC East is going to be, it's it's intriguing. And and New England, as bad as they've looked, they're only one game behind both the Dolphins and the Jets. And so let's see 
you know, how that particular division plays out. I can't see New England making the playoffs because I don't think oh, they're better than the other three teams. Your, your uh, power three in order, one, two, and three in the FCs will be which three? Your power three. My power three? Ooh! Ooh! If I'm voting today, I'm going to give the money to the Dolphins. They're not playing with y'all. If two is healthy, he's six and zero oh when he starts and finishes a game, and they've already beat the Bills. So it's weird. It's weird to see the Dolphins balling. If you you know that the two don't often go in the same sentence, but well, I get the Dolphins, the Bills, the Jets, and then the Patriots. Yeah, well, I'm still down here about Joe Robbie. What you talking about? Of course, I know. <laughs> <laughs> All right, so AFC North, Steelers, forget about it. Browns, forget about it. You know, Deshaun Watson going to come back. It's going to be, well, based on see, what I see. Yeah. What, what, what's up? Uh, hold up. I don't know if I got your last right. So your, your power three in, in AFC East was Fins one. Fins one, Bills two. Okay. Jets three, New England four. In the AFC North. I'm going to give it to the Ravens, Bengals, Browns, Steelers in that order. The Ravens, Bengals is going to be, you know, I think it's going to go down to the wire. The Ravens can't seem to turn that corner to dominance. And the Bengals turn the ball over a lot. You know, we just, you know, we don't know up and down what Joe Burrow going to do, not do. Great quarterback. I think, you know, he's going to have great career, if not Hall of Fame career as he continues. but too many turnovers but Ravens winning right now so they'll probably go ahead a game ahead of the Bengals however I think it's going to come down to the stress for those two but I got the Ravens ahead of the Bengals in that division Steelers I don't I guess you call it rebuilding they look like a train wreck and the Browns can't you know they just can't ever get right you know they got the quarterback he can't play they didn't hold it together long enough for him to come in and kind of save the day but you know, they're not out of it, out of it yet, but we'll see how that plays out. In the AFC South, from top to bottom, I got the Titans. I'm going to pick the Jaguars over the Colts. The Jaguars play good football. The Colts seem not to make sense in the way they play football. I can't figure the Colts out. I haven't watched a whole lot of their games this year, but games that they should easily win, they drastically lose games that you thought they didn't have a chance they win they just fired their coach Matty Ice ain't you know talk about time time has caught up with Matty Ice and then the Jaguars now that they got you know suburban urban out of there they seem like they're you know now they're figuring out how to gel as a team and they scrapping so any team with some scrap I give them their props they, you know, the fact that they won three games that isn't, you know, they're three games that I wouldn't have thought that they would have won based on them being the Jaguars. So playoffs for the Colts, playoffs for the Jaguars, no. But, you know, they're, they're the Jaguars, I have a tendency to pick them more in their matchups than I would have thought. The Texans, forget about it. I don't know what's going on in Houston. You know, I lived there for a little while. Great city most of the time but that football team I, I i don't have nothing i don't know what's going on with the texans all right afc west now this is the division that they said was going to be the best 
in football preseason. And yeah, I remember that. Russell Wilson looks like he might be the worst quarterback in football during the season. But from top to bottom, I got the Chiefs, the Chargers, Raiders, Broncos, you know, my homeboy, Raiders fan, he he watched the show, so he'll probably kill me if I put Raiders over the Broncos, but, you know, six in one half, half a dozen in the others. Raiders got shut out by the Saints, which makes no sense. You grown-ass team getting shut out. But <laughs> playoffs, Chiefs, I'm confident in. That means the Chargers are going to have to be a wild card. And with, you know, the, the AFC East, I don't know what the playoff standings look like today, but shit, they might they might send three teams. So it'll be interesting. I think with the Chargers missing the playoffs how they did last year, if they if it happens again this year, they're going to have to do some soul searching in their coaching ranks. They got the quarterback. They have receivers that are getting older, but you know the, the, the Chargers should be walking into the playoffs and for whatever reason, they're not. All right, so now we're in the NFC. I could start with the East, but my Giants in the East, so I'm going to start from the bottom up. NFC West, this is a tough one. This is a tough one. The Cardinals are at the bottom. Forget about it, Kyler Murray, whatever. The Rams won the Super Bowl last year, and Matt Stafford is my fantasy quarterback, and it appears to have been a drafting mistake. When did they win the Super Bowl? Last year. So what you're saying, it's old news, what's done is done, move on. He only throws the Cooper Cup. And, you know, with the camera angles, I don't know if it's because nobody's open or if that's that's the only person he looks for. I I think he really is missing Odell. But, you know, and then the 49ers, that's, that's Mo team. They another one that don't make sense to me. Like, I felt like with their defense... They should be beating everybody all the time, but they're at 500. And I don't know if they're on the rise or on the decline. So, yeah. and then your boy, Geno Smith is balling. Who the hell saw that coming? Bruh, Who the hell saw that high. coming? Oh, you saw it coming? What's up? You saw it coming? Is like that I what did. you're saying? Okay, I'm you do that. Like you can I do that. Graduated you can do that. High. You I can do that. Antonio Brown graduated Norland High. And I, you know, and he ain't out of jail. I gotta give I gotta give him his space. The interesting thing, so to talk, so my order: Seattle 49ers, Rams, Cardinals. The thing with Seattle and Geno, what I wonder, what I'm wondering, if the magic to Russell really was Pete Carroll, because if it was Russ, I think it would be a better performance in Denver, but. Is not, and Geno is. And the commonality for both quarterbacks is being in Seattle playing for Pete Carroll. So we'll see how Geno plays out, how the rest of the season plays out. But, you know, Geno, they they look good, man. And, and, you know, the Legion of Boom is gone, but the defense is strong. They got a great running back. So I think Seattle in the playoffs. I think Seattle win the division. The NFC South, the division of complete ineptitude, Brady snuck one out last night against the Rams, which epitomizes the Rams for who they are. But everybody in that division is below 500. 
Brady's marriage is falling, is done. That shit ain't even falling apart. It's done. So he got residual from that emotional experience. He yelling at his old lineman, but he probably really yelling at himself for his life choices. Yeah, but, yeah. Where, where is that energy? Where was that energy with yourself, buddy? <laughs> <laughs> that's that's if they didn't say it, if they didn't say it, you know they wanted to say it, right? So order. I got Atlanta and Tampa the same because Atlanta historically is cuckoo for Cocoa Puffs, but they got the same record as the Bucks. So I don't know what's <laughs> going on. The Saints, Panthers, they ain't, they not winning the division. Can I say that Atlanta's doing better than I thought they would this year? You can say that because they are. I mean, they're under 500, which that's not the surprise, but the fact that they're tied for first in their division, that is the surprise. Partially because the Bucks suck, but They've won some games and they've been in some games. I so, thought they would have been like two and fifteen, two and fourteen. You like know, you know what I'm saying? The, the two and team. Yeah, I like Mariota though, and so I, I'm glad he's getting a chance to, you know, be quarterback, be starter again for a team. Let's see how long he keep the spot. But you I know, know you I, got more I'll, conferences to go. I was just throwing that in there. I'll probably keep keep an eye out for Atlanta, start paying attention to them a little more. But, you know, a push between the Bucks, Falcons, and then Saints, Panthers, you know, two tiers in the bucket. AFC North, I got the Vikings, Bears, Lions, Packers. The Packers suck. And I'm partially biased. Aaron Rodgers get them a nerves. Kind of the Kanye Kyrie syndrome dynamic. I don't want to say I'm happy to see them losing, but I'm not sad to see them losing. But the Vikings, I think, are real. Kirk Cousins is still Kirk Cousins, but they seven and one, so he ain't mucked it up. And the Bears, man, you know, they're not a great team, but Justin Fields is is starting to find his rhythm. You know, he's starting to if not a great pass at this stage, he's learning to use his athleticism more and then is able, he can make all the throws. And so I think this year, like where he is right now, where he's playing right now, the future is limitless for him as long as he continues to develop as a thrower. Because I think both him and Lamar, as great athletes as they are, Cam Newton showed us that there's only so much impact on that body that you can take as a quarterback and continue to be a great thrower. So I got Vikings, Bears, Lions, Packers. And you know, I, I got love for the Lions, man. I hate that they just can't ever consistently figure it out. And I think their coach going to get fired again. Another coach is going to get fired I again. I wanted to, him to win, man. There's something about his energy. Oh, I was going man, for. he got the energy. And you know, I you know, the hard knocks didn't the hard knocks yeah. didn't help keep me from liking his energy it, it made me like it more but you got to have wins you got you can't you got to win you got to win all right Results is the so the nfc east come on watch it well they're not going to send four teams to the playoffs i don't think that's going to be possible mathematically maybe it is but i just i can't see that being realistic that being said as you are forcing me to I go ahead and give the rank to the Eagles. I'm not putting Cowboys above the Giants. It's just not going to happen. I don't care what anybody say. They got the same record. I could give two hitters in the bucket. I ain't doing it. So Eagles, Giants, Cowboys, 
commanders. I think the Eagles are real, man. I got some of my Giants homies that keep trying to tell me that they for fake, but you can't argue with 8-0. And it's not like it's a struggle. They're not on the 8-0 struggle bus. You know, they they win in the games they're supposed to win. They got a good handle most of the time. And their quarterback, he he showed up. He showed up. It's funny, you know, he got benched for Tua, but both of them are shining in the same season. I'm sorry. It just makes Alabama look great. I don't want to – I mean, it does, especially during that time. Think about this is – Think about the talent that he has cycled through in recent years, even just through the, we talk about those two guys as a quarterback and the fact that there was an overlap there, right? That's just, now the Eagles are my favorite quote unquote story narrative right now. I like how they're doing it. I like the the image and energy that's coming with it. I love the fact, I like how Jalen is handling his business at quarterback. And I see them as more than serviceable in all aspects, whether you're going offense, defense, special teams, they're more than serviceable in every way. And it's it's like that kid that gets a B plus in everything, even if he doesn't get an A in anything. And between that and the fact that their style of play travels well, I think they deserve all the respect right now. Their, their biggest enemy is the potential for complacency that comes with the success and the, the cushy lead. You know, the subject matter experts have a lot of different perspectives on undefeated and what have you. I think, to your point, they will benefit from a loss because if they go into the playoffs undefeated, I think that pressure for the mm. youth on that team is going to be a lot. You know, I think the best team that we've seen in our lifetime was that Patriots team that finished the season undefeated and we see what happened. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. Eli uh, did that thing. And so yeah. learning how to lose. Yeah, I don't the Eagles don't have the fortitude. This season's Eagles don't have the fortitude of that at 08 Patriot team, 07 08 Patriot team. So go ahead and you know get a couple losses during the regular season, get up in your feelings, remove that from the purview. So all your focus is, is on just is, is Super Bowl. But, you know, I went down the list. If I had to pick my Super Bowl today, I would get, I would still, you know, Pat Mahomes, man. They just, they too much. And I think, did they play Buffalo already? What happened in that game? They Buffalo beat them, right? Let me see. I feel like they did. Yeah, hold on, hold on. The games start blurring together. Yeah, Buffalo them. beat them 24-20. So... Yeah. You know, Buffalo won the head on so far, but it's regular season game. I think Pat Mahomes, if he's healthy with the team that they have, I think they've they survived life without Cheetah. I got Chiefs out of the AFC and out of the NFC, you know, besides my Giants getting there. To me, it's going to be out of the Vikings and, and Philadelphia, I think. Would you mm-hmm. indulge me? OK, so I see you do with your conferences there. Overall power three, entire league. Three? Would you put them against – would you put the Bills ahead of the Eagles? And I'm, I'm going to come at you and also find out how, you, how much value you put on the head-to-head rankings because, yes, the Bills own the head-to-head with the Chiefs right now, right? But 
the Dolphins owned a head-to-head with the Bills. See, that's I think I think the Bills beat the Eagles. I think the Dolphins beat the Eagles. I think the Eagles versus the Titans would be a hell of a game if Tannehill playing because the inability to throw, like you got to be able to throw a little bit. I think the AFC is stronger-ish. Mm-hmm. You know, the AFC top is stronger than the NFC top. Okay. But in the AFC, I got the Chiefs. In the top three, I'm looking at the Chiefs and the Eagles. That third slot predicated on, you know, the way I kind of went down the list. The three, four would have to be somewhere between the Dolphins and, and the Vikings because it's so weird for me. But the Dolphins are playing some great football, man. At foursome, you noticed there was no Bills. Yeah, because I got the Dolphins ahead of the Bills. Okay. I got the Dolphins ahead of the Bills. I, you know, I don't know if it's a fluke or, you know, I, you know, I, I'm not a Bills fan, so I don't see every minute or every, you know, I don't see every inch and every play, but they got beat by the Jets and the Dolphins and that's within the division. There's always been this part of America that wants to see Buffalo successful in football. I remember back when they were showing up to the Super Bowl consecutively and still leaving without it. That was, I forgot what part of our childhood that was, but it was, I do remember that. We, we that, was still, the, that was the 90s, because the first game was against my Giants. The second game was the Redskins, and first Super Bowl was against the Giants, which I think was 90. Then the Redskins after that, yeah. and then two against the Cowboys. So you're talking about the early 90s. That's that flip from elementary into middle school. That's when... Hell, you and the mother boys from around the way, y'all was still teaching me the rules to the game. Football was still new to me. Yeah, 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 yeah. The good old days. Still, why y'all play with this odd-shaped ass ball anyway? Like <laughs> that's that's about, funny. Fuck wrong with you. I was I was hanging out with my son, one of his homies, and his father is from Zimbabwe. And so, you know, my son, big football. And he's he pretending to, you know, and he's not pretending. He's going to see this. I ain't going to say he pretending. He's liking basketball. So, you know, I've been, I ain't played basketball in 20 years, but I've been on the court twice with him in the last two weeks. I mean, so we with his homie and between his friend and his dad, they throwing the football like, what is this shite? You know what I mean? Like this, this, <laughs> what is this? But when they pulled out that soccer ball, who was me? I'm like, about to fall on my face. I, I kicked the soccer ball one time. I like I was playing kickball. So it went up and out of the field. And I was like, I ain't about this life. Let me just play catch with my son and stop embarrassing myself. Good show. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So, all right, my dude, we'll take a break and come back with Are You Entertained? Welcome back, unsolicited genius. Brother Craig, are you entertained? What have you been watching? Disney. I finally saw the newest uh, Downton Abbey, A New Era. I know the name, but I ain't watched it. Yeah, I've been 
No, well, like I said before, this time of year, I get obsessed with sport. So it's been mostly sport, but I'm looking forward to some things. But as far as what I've seen, I'd have to mention Downton Abbey. I've been watching the Andor on Disney, the peripheral. What's that? I want to say that's on Amazon Prime. The, the peripheral. peripheral. <clears throat> In short, it takes, it, it, it merges the idea of playing VR virtual reality video games mm. with to some extent time travel. Hmm. So in short, the VR headset has gotten so advanced that you feel everything as if you're in the body that you're in when you put the headset on. Right? So there's two okay. things that's going on. She puts on a headset, she starts occupying another body. But after a couple of visits, she realizes it's not that it's another, it's not just like some fake body in a video game because she realizes she's, all of her senses are totally working. She's actually occupying a body about 50, 60 years into the future. Right? Okay. And, you know, and there's some other nuance that needs to be parsed through, but it's kind of, okay, what if we could time travel using a VR kind of thing, VR headset? Okay. So your right. consciousness goes and leaves your physical and, and goes to that time, occupies that avatar and lives a whole different life there. Okay. I can re All right, that sounds intriguing. I can check that out. You, you say Amazon? It's, this one's on Amazon, yeah. Okay. All right. Well, I, I um, watch, watch, watch. Maybe last weekend, weekend before, I binge watched House of Dragon, the House of Dragon. Irresponsibly, over the course of two nights, watched 10 episodes, right? In short, no spoilers. If you ain't seen it, go see it. If you've seen it, you already know. I was highly disappointed with the final few episodes of game of thrones had me very disinterested in the house of dragon okay. i will say that they did an excellent job telling the game of thrones story in a prequel you know the imagery the scenery mm -hmm. the dragons the suspense the drama the intimacies <laughs> yeah. all align with the game of thrones <laughs> that i fell in love with so Clap, clap for getting it right. Um, do you think they went, do, do, okay, go ahead. No, what'd you say? I've enjoyed it. However. Okay, we'll say however. There's a part of me that feels like they rushed to get, not in the production of, but as, as we have this conversation, we are at the end of season one. Mm-hmm. And we've seen just using as our measuring stick, Renera go from a little girl into a mother of a lot. A lot, yeah, yeah. Right? And she's talking to her oldest about having kids because he's that close in succession, et cetera, et cetera. It's, it's a real concern for him, now, right? Mm -hmm. I feel like, Part of me wonders if we got there so fast. I'm not saying I am, but we must stay true to the book. Hell, I didn't read the book. I read the okay. synopsis. <laughs> right? <laughs> the <clip> notes. <laughs> and I 
a lot of it. So I'm aware of the book content. So as a result, I'm like, damn, if they had just taken their time, they could have got a really good season or two out of her just growing up. I feel like they wanted to get to the Dance of the Dragons part so fast. And I understand that is the intended core of this series story. However, I feel like they could have sunk their teeth deeper into some of the things that led to where they are now. Not that it's bad. I just wondered if they could. Yeah, yeah. I hear you. I I think at the point of the transition that they made, I was like, wait, hmm? But they did it at the halfway point, right? So they have five with her younger, five with her older. So I just kind of said, all right, you transitioned us. Let's see what happened. And there was enough meat in the, the, the second half that I didn't feel like I was missing subject matter that I needed to see from the first half. So I follow your point, but I, I accept the transition. Was it sharp? For sure, right? Two time jumps in one season, man, like boom, boom. The Starks from the original Game of Thrones, right? We watched every minute of their life from almost yeah. conception to birth to, to, to retirement. Right. We've seen them grow. So they stretched out their storyline. But, you know, I figured they had somewhere they was trying to get to the way Game of Thrones ended felt rushed. But I'm okay with how the House of Dragons went. I'm okay. I'm enjoying it so far. But, you know, I am I am prone to a little escapism and fantasy. I thought, but I think it's great. Yeah, no, you got to decompress. You know, it's if it was all day, every day, and you weren't showing up to work because of it, that's something different. And like I said, I did it irresponsibly. I don't recommend that for anybody, but we got through it and I survived. Huh? After tonight, my last few days of work will be kind of be obvious. Oh, he must have won something. (laughs) All right, well, go get it, man. Just make sure you share. The other thing that I watched was I took my son to see Avatar in 3D, the original, because the sequel is coming out, I believe, at the end of the year. I don't know what the 3D situation will be with the sequel. I think I read that you can see 3D, you won't need glasses. So that's going to be interesting. But one, the original Avatar in 3D was the most beautiful cinematic thing I had ever seen up to that point in my life. It was and fantastic. 3D, 3D that has occurred since then has not measured up. So I think it's still the, the most beautiful thing that I've seen in the movie theater at this stage in my career. life. And yeah. so my son knew that it was my favorite singular movie. I'm more Star Wars than anything else. Return of the Jedi is king, but you know, Star Wars exists in the series. So outside of Star Wars, for me, it was Avatar. And so my son, he's 13 now. So I was actually a little worried. You know, I, I thought it might be one of them situations where daddy loves and then the son be like, mm. but he was, he was in the theater trying to, you know, the stuff. He's like, wow. You know, he was trying to touch it. And when it was all said and done, he was like, it was great. That was a win-win for Papa. But one of the things, and, and to have watched it a thousand and one times, something that resonated with me that's relevant in today's time main character jake sully in in explaining if you haven't seen avatar get your life but in in the conquering or the uh, 
Earth colonizing an alien planet, you know, colonizes American history, what have you. But in explaining kind of the psychology behind it, the main character said, when people are sitting on what you want, you make them your enemy, then you're justified in taking it. And I was like, wow, if he don't explain life today, life yesterday, life tomorrow, it was insightful quote, and I think is relevant. And I think when we talk about politics and the shenanigans and the manipulation and the lies, when people have what you want, whether it's land, whether it's resource, whether it's money, if you make them the enemy with your laws, with your rules, with your regulations, with your prejudices, you're justified in taking what they have. So, you know, I'll just leave that there, let folks marinate on it. So what you've been word. listening to? I'm all over the place. So as far as entire albums, I don't get as many entire albums as I used to. I'd want to say that, like, even the, okay, Drake 21 Savage came out a couple of days ago. I've been meaning to sit down and listen to it, the whole thing. I've only gotten a couple pieces. It's not bad. Um, it's not bad. You've enjoyed it? It's not bad. Rate, rate it against other Drake albums. I'd have to sit down with it longer, but okay. my biased reaction will tell you that it's better than other Drake albums when it comes to just rapping okay. and hip hop. Can you play it all the way through without skipping? Yes. Yes. Which makes it better than any other Drake album. (laughs) Ah, I got, I got, I got, here's the thing. This historically, one of my favorite versions of Drake has been timestamp poppy. That's the name I come up with. Timestamp poppy. That's when he makes these songs like 4 a.m. in Houston, 5.30 in Sacramento. Like he gives a, a, a date and a place. Mm-hmm. Are there any of those waiting for me? Because usually as, he's dissing somebody. Like there's a lot of support. There's some controversy. Like, yeah. There's some controversy in there. There's some Megan the Stallion controversies in there. I, I'm not clear. Yeah, I'm not, I don't even know. I'm not clear on what I heard. I, I heard Stallion and Lion and Shot, but I don't know. You know, and I tend to not dig. But are any of the mm. song names timestamps? I'm I'm pulling it up now. Not that I recall. That's timestamp. Oh yeah, three a.m. on Glenwood. Three a.m. on Glenwood. But that. Oh, so there there is at least one song yeah, for me on there. Three, but that 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 might just be twenty one by itself. I I probably gave it two playthroughs, and I'm not you know the way, you know, I'm, the way I play. I don't always attach the name of the song to it. I get the track number yeah. if it bump, and I love it. I'll go back to the song's name. So I can't tell you what what 3 a.m. on Glenwood is about, but to your point, it's on there. Otherwise, I've been working on a November playlist. Everything from everything from Wyclef Jean, Jean, excuse me, Wyclef to whoever, if you make to, what's that? Uh, Sweet November. I guess any, any, any jam, November man. song. Sweet, 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 sweet November. That's what you're talking about? Yes. Who yeah, is that? I think Troop? it's The Deal. The, the Deal. deal or Troop? Oh, mm. I haven't well, heard I think that it's in something like that too. But yeah, Troop also did something along those lines. But I've been gathering all of the November songs into a November playlist. That's a side project. I got a little bit of Black Thought, still got to go back to it. There's a lot of albums I've started, but I haven't been able to sit yeah. with anything because when I follow, trying to listen to new music is following everybody else's energy for me right now. 
right? And I still want, I do want to kind of follow it, but what I'm going through is my own energy is like troop, the deal with the sweet, like old RB. I've been, I've been kind of been making old playlists. I haven't really been drawn to a lot of the new stuff. I've been tagging some stuff. And then there's one playlist that of one of one of one of our former students from my work site from my school, he's been really active. He has some the the Rich Flex. He's credited on that album, one of our former students. Rich Flex is a song on the one we just mentioned, the Drake 21 project. I didn't realize how involved he was across so many genres. So the name Simon said he had a he has a playlist on Spotify with a lot of the music he's worked on from Afro beats to reggae. And I've been and just recently, last couple of days, been listening to that when I found out there is a that he has such a big body of work for such a young man. He's in his early 20s, got some Grammy nods already. And like I said, he's featured on a couple major albums this year, this year alone. So it's like seeing what some of my former students are out there doing or former students from our school are out there doing. It's been kind of cool. And I even slightly off subject, even this past Saturday, I realized in both the UCF and the Michigan game, I'm like, damn, in both those games, I'm looking at a young man on the screen that a few years ago, I was teaching how to solve an equation, right? Good and I'm job, spending teacher. my Saturdays watching them play. It's awesome. Good job, Peter. That's kudos to you and them. All right. Great so kids, I got one song question for you before Yo. we, we, we keep it going. What is your theme song? Right, in the life of Craig and that five-minute PowerPoint slideshow. Not not because you're gone, but just because we celebrating you. We we telling the story of your life. Maybe it's your your forty-fifth birthday. Let's do that. You're forty-four, so your forty-fifth birthday. Mm -hmm. What is your theme song? One song. Ooh, see, it's it's spinning. Like the hardest part is picking one. I'd want the DJ to mix like 10 over a four minute span so I could get them all in. But okay, barring a, a, a We'll do mix, that for your 50th. We'll do that for word. your 50th. Um, for your 45th, let's get one. Like, like if I had to pick one that represented me right now as a theme song. Ooh. Ooh. A new song. Can I can I look at look through my songs list real quick? Or gotta be look, off the look, top of the head. Yeah, off the top of your head. Just follow your heart. Oh well, I'm know. I'm gonna it's it's easy for me to say all I need, Jay-Z from Blueprint. Do 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 you know what I'm okay. saying? That all I need okay. is is it hit I I don't I it's rare I can play it and it don't hit. But it's okay. kind of like Oh, my bucket low. Like you talk about uh, when you, so when you say theme song, there's a little bit of how he's, there's way, the way Jay presents himself in that song, mm -hmm. right? It's kind of mm -hmm. aligned with, yeah, I, I, that, what, you know, yo, man, I got my bucket, I got my necessities. Yeah, my, my necessities are different than yours, but they mine. And I'm out here, you know, it's that, and it's delivered with that braggadocious confidence swag that I rock with. Yeah, yeah, where, yeah. Where you at on the song list? I got to give more thoughts to the theme song. When we, we come back to it, we could revisit it. You know, we do housekeeping at the end of every show, so we'll add yeah. it next week or however we do. Um, for me, it's always going to be Outcast Southern Playalistic, man. You know that. And, okay. And, and kind of like what you said, it's not so much that lyrically it's application to most or all aspects of my life. It, it's the rhythm. 
it's the you know when the song comes in you know and and big boy hit his track and and dre do his swag and you know for me it was the music video it was the rhythm it was the flow and for me that song came you know we talked about snoop earlier the west coast the the gangster rap nwa like that was my nursery that you know hip-hop nursery for me was nwa snoop west coast that's what i was fed but it wasn't necessarily what nourished me and so when the outcast came in 94 my homeboy a shout out to willie introduced me to outcast and eight ball mjg when that yeah. when that oh. track hit man it was just like I found my rhythm. I found my hip hop music lane. And over time, kind of like you said, as much other music has come, my love for Pac, Biggie came, you know, love Biggie, Nas, Jay-Z, you know, Black Thought, I'm a big Lupe fan, you know, whoever, right? Whoever we listen to now, and even Outkast with all the music that they have since created, when that track come on, it's like, I, all I hear is, you home, Carlton. Damn, so, damn, damn, damn. That's a classic. That's a classic, especially out of University of Florida days, man. That's that. There's so many memories attached to that song, attached to that album. So, all right. But yeah, if you come up with a different one, you can, you can let us know. So before we close out, what have you read? What have you been reading? Exactly. You, uh, you all right i look i could sit here and lie but i'm not good at remembering lies so i i don't that's I okay that's yeah you, like, you, I you get been... your edge you get your education how you get it you already told the people how to get to the journals and to the studies you got your athletes doing their thing on saturday so ain't no judgment yeah ain't man no like I, I now did i did, do i have a, do i have a new book purchased is sitting next to my journal <laughs> for me to yeah I have one sitting there. What book? All right. What's the new book that you purchased? The They Came Before Columbus. I've already, actually, it's my second copy of this one. I gave okay. away my first copy. I never got to get got through it, but somebody needed it more than me. No, you, did, uh, not, it, you know, you can learn through osmosis too, right? So I tried I, it. I've been reading a few different books, got a little book club and all that stuff that I'm in. But the one that I, I want to share is when it's titled When No One Is Watching, the novel by Lisa Cole. And good book. She writes in the voice of a Black woman and a white male, which is interesting. But it, it, it's a novel, but it gets into the ills of gentrification. And it was insightful for me because, you know, I've seen gentrification unfold, you know, from Miami, Overtown, what what are they? What's the area called now? I can never oh, remember. All the new names. Um, they new moral, new. I don't know. What is it? Well, it'll come to me. But that I you still, know, I, you heard me say Joe Robbie over, earlier, bro. I refuse Overtown, to talk to these all new that, names. Things that I would have never imagined occurring in that part of the city, downtown Miami, Wynwood. That's what it is. It's all Wynwood, right? So I've seen it here in Austin. There's this big gentrification on the east side, the original place where the Black people were. But, you know, at one point in time, I kind of viewed it as, you know, capitalistic life progressing, right? But what the novel highlighted was the means in which they used to get the people 
out of their homes if they didn't take that first, second, third, fourth, fifth offer to sell the things that the system would do in order to obtain that piece of property, whether it's planting drugs to arrest the teenagers so the parents have to put the house up to get them out of jail, whether it's introducing a narcotic of sorts so now somebody is no longer has the mental wherewithal to maintain their home. And, and so the efforts at which they go to, to, to devalue the property, to discredit the owner, to use that the laws that say it's not illegal to lie, they use those laws to get the people out of their houses. And so to me, gentrification is real. And I must, I can't speak to every gentrified community. I don't know what I don't know, but is recognizing that align with a lot of other things that transpire in the country for the powers that be to get what they want will undergo sinister means. And so if you're in a community that is, is on watch for modification, for, for improvements, keep your eyes open and be safe. And on that note, we'll take a break, do some housekeeping, and and close out the show. Welcome back to Unsolicited Genius. Don't forget, we're on YouTube, Apple Podcasts, Spotify, so wherever we are, like, subscribe, follow, and please share. We're trying to do great things. We think we are, you know, being well-received in our messaging. So please, you know, help us get it out. Special thank you to our sponsors, Legacy Wear. Your legacy awaits at www.legacywear.com us.com shout out to megacore cbd broad spectrum hemp derived cbd the way nature intended you can visit them at www.megacorecbd.com and a special shout out to our rainwater hydrate and elevate and you can visit them at www.aura rainwater should know how to spell that if not holla at craig he's the teacher www.aurarainwater.com. Check out our sponsors. Thank you for your love. Thank you for your support. Mentioned at the top of the show, had a special surprise for those still watching, for those that's picking us up later. Thank you for listening. Thank you for engaging. Your feedback has been received and well-received. And so Unsolicited Genius will be going live every Monday for the foreseeable future at the same time. 8.30 Eastern, 7.30 Central. So find us here again next week. Unsolicited Genius Live, Unsolicited Genius Conversations with Carlton, Thoughts of Genius, all that stuff. We're doing it. We're here for forever, as long as God willing and the creek don't rise. God willing and the creek don't rise. 
unsolicited would be here for you. And with that, any words before we get out of here, Brother Craig, for the peoples? Be love, give love, accept love. That's it. Okay. You know, I mean that with love. love. All right, all right, all right, all right. All right, so close out the show's thoughts. Thoughts of genius. I had a segment. We got some individual thoughts of genius floating out there. We got thoughts of genius on the show. So overnight tonight, there will be a total lunar eclipse. I am one of those individuals that keep up with the fortunes and the changes, the fortunes that evolve with the changes of time connected to new moon, full moon, meaning I like to do some journal and I have some routines that, that allow me to, on a monthly basis, kind of renew, refresh, keep in mind what I'm here for, keep in mind what I'm doing. You know, I know my zodiac sign, my sun, my moon, my ascending, but what I find as I approach the stratosphere, there's a lot of criticism about people who experience and explore this space, right? There's a lot of criticism of people who do things differently than you do. We talk on the show, we have opinions, we have thoughts, we have feelings, we have reactions, we have responses, all fair, well, and good. But how often are we, are you, is social media telling people what they need to stop doing immediately, telling people what they need to start doing immediately, or else they risk life, limb, or failure? Zodiac is the stars. Zodiac is when you're born. Zodiac didn't start with me. It didn't start with you. It's been here for a long time. Now, whether it's biblically based, whether it's God approved, it's here. And so just as there's people who are agnostic, just as there's people who are atheists, just as there's people who don't believe in Christianity the way you do, Muslim, Buddhism, Judaism, there's religions, there's faith, there's practices, there's belief system. All that to say, God is good and let the people live. I can't tell you if being Aquarius means definitively that I am incompatible with the Leo. I know there's a lot of Leos that I love, but when it comes to being in a relationship with them, it don't feel right. I can't tell you if my sun sign, my moon sign is indicative of who I am, who I think I am, my ego, et cetera. I know what it feels like. And there's books and learnings and ways for me to educate myself in these things. Will it replace my religion? No. Can it be paired and married with my religion? Possibly. But allow me the space to explore this for myself. When we get in the presence of others in physical form or virtual form, social media spaces, and come from the holier-than-thou perspective, we put ourselves at risk for the holier correcting us. And so my message here overall is live your life, pursue your faith. It's a journey, not a destination that you seek. It's about the journey that you're on. I'm on my journey. Craig is on his journey. Uncle Mo, prayers to his family, is on his journey. 
we all are on our journeys and we collide and we we intersect and we crash into each, each other all along the space. But as you encounter others whose journeys don't reflect yours, maybe there's something for you to understand. Maybe there's something for you to offer. Every person is a teacher and a student if you allow for it. And so rather than criticizing somebody's practice, rather than judging somebody's belief, give them their space. And the reality is for our social media holier and thou's, if we all put the medias down for a little while and pondered the stars, we all would grow a little closer to God. On that note, good morning, good afternoon, good night. There's been another episode of Unsolicited Genius. Thank you for joining us. We'll catch you next week. Same genius time, same genius channel.